What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to episode 159, part three. All right, let's keep going through this, and then I'm going to show you uh, some of the other types of data centers, not this, uh, just these warehouses. Uh, we're going to show you what they're up to. Then I'm going to break down some of the various big player companies that you know of and show you how many data centers they have. And then eventually we're going to get into the tech, what's inside the data centers, how it works, and really start to explore. Are they actually going to run out of material? So number two on this list, we just got done with Northern Virginia. This is the Dallas data center. And the Dallas, Texas, and its neighboring suburbs, including Allen, Carrollton, Fort Worth, Frisco, Garland, Irving, Louisville, Plano, and Richardson comprise the second largest data center market in the United States. All right, and again, I want to provide this to you guys because I know you live all over the place. There's folks from all over listening. So maybe if I mention your uh, local area here, it's going to ring a bell and you go, whoa, that was the giant warehouse that I saw going up. Uh, just like folks are seeing the smart poles and the smart LED lights and everything going up, this will help you uh, make sense of what's being built all around you. Uh, key characteristics of Dallas's data centers, there's over 150 data centers and more than 650 megawatts of multi-tenant commission power. All right, here you have uh, ERCOT, which is the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, operates an independent power grid, which represents almost 90% of the electricity consumption in the state of Texas. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of the uh, electricity rates and everything on every single one of these, because that's changing all the time. But you have a major connectivity hub there. It's InfoMart at 1950 North Stemmons Freeway in downtown Dallas, which is operated by Equinox, uh, or sorry, Equinix, as its DA1, DA2, DA3, and DA6 data centers. So here in the retail co-location, you have uh, Equinix, Databank, Flexential, and Sixterra. And then wholesale, you've got Digital Realities, Cyrus One, QTS, and Stack. And then uh, for cloud and hyperscale, you've got IBM Cloud, Google Cloud, Meta Platforms, and Amazon. All right. 
Uh, let's just go. I'm going to go through these quickly because I'm not going to go into detail on every one. Again, I, I just want to give you this information so you folks can keep your eye out for this stuff being built. Um, you've got Northern California Silicon Valley data centers. And so Northern California, also known as Silicon Valley, which comprises the cities of Santa Clara, San Jose, Sunnyvale, Palo Alto, uh, Milpitas, San Francisco, and Sacramento, is the third largest data center market in the U.S. Key characteristics, there's over 160 data centers with more than 625 megawatts of multi-tenant commission power. You've got Pacific Gas and Electric, that's PG&E, and Silicon Valley Power are there. You've got major connectivity hubs, which are 579 and 11 Great Oaks Boulevard in South San Jose, which is operated by Equinix at its SV1, 5, 10, and 11 data centers. And uh, you have the same similar collection of retail, wholesale, and cloud hyperscale as the other folks. Now we've got Phoenix. Um, so Phoenix, including Chandler, Mesa Tempe, Scottsdale, and Goodyear comprise the fourth largest data center in the U.S., uh, largest data center market. There's over 90 data centers there with more than 600 megawatts of multi-tenant power. You've got uh, Arizona Public Service, and you've got Arizona and Salt River Project as the two companies. Major connectivity hub is 120 East Van Buren Street in downtown Phoenix, which is operated by Digital Realty. Um, the retail location, uh, co-location is Digital Realty, Phoenix NAP, Sixterra, and Flexential. Um, wholesale, you've got some new names in here, Iron Mountain, Align Data Centers, and Compass. And there, uh, cloud and hyperscale, you've got basically the same. Microsoft, Oracle, Meta, Apple. All right, Chicago, this is going to be the fifth largest. It also includes Elk Grove Village, Franklin Park, and Aurora. And they've got 105 data centers there with more than 550 megawatts of multi-tenant commission power. Uh, there you have Commonwealth Edison as the main electric company. And then their connectivity hub is 350 East Cermak Road in downtown Chicago, which is operated by Equinix. And it's CH1, 2, and 4 data centers. And then also digital reality. Again, um, retail, wholesale, cloud, and hyperscale, all about the same. Atlanta is the sixth largest. And this also includes Alpharetta, and Lithia Springs. I'm familiar with those two places. You've got 75 data centers there with more than 375 megawatts of power. And you've got Georgia Power there, a subsidiary of Southern Company. And uh, their hub is 56 Marietta Street in downtown Atlanta, which is operated by Digital Reality. I'm familiar with that area. I wonder how long that's been there. I, I lived in Atlanta back in 2013. Uh, again, pretty much the same. You've got some different wholesale data centers here, QTS, uh, and then Server Farm. Uh, the seventh on the list is going to be Portland and Hillsboro. So this comprises the seventh largest in the country. So it's Portland, Oregon, and it's western suburb Hillsboro. You've got over 40 data centers there with 355 megawatts of multi-tenant commission power. 
Uh, and then the main hub is going to be Pitt, Pittock Block at 921 Southwest Washington Street in downtown Portland, which is operated by 1547 Critical Systems Reality. And um, there's a note here. Let's look. This is interesting. Under cloud and hyperscale, you've got Amazon, Google, Meta, Apple, and Twitter. It says these cloud service providers and large internet companies have located many of their data centers in the central and eastern parts of Oregon. For example, the cities of Prineville and the Dallas, as well as Murrow County and Amatalia County are all home to hyperscale data centers. All right, so if you're there, I know I have some friends and listeners out there. Okay, now we've got uh, New York and New Jersey being the fifth largest, or sorry, the eighth largest. You have 140 data centers with more than 295 megawatts of multi-tenant commission power. And there you have Consolidated Edison. You have Public Service Electric and Gas Company and Jersey Central Power and Light. And the uh, major connectivity hub is going to be 60 Hudson Street and 111 8th Avenue in Manhattan, New York City, which are both operated by Digital Reality. Also, 755 and 800 Secaucus Road in Secaucus, New New Jersey, uh, which is operated by Equinix as its NY245 and 6 data centers. This is interesting stuff, folks. It says they have no cloud regions here. Uh, Then you're going to have Seattle and Quincy data centers. This is number nine. This would be Seattle, Washington, and its suburb of uh, Tukwila, as well as the cities of Quincy and East Wenatchee and Central Washington. And so they've got 75 data centers with more than 290 megawatts of multi-tenant commission power there. The uh, power companies are Seattle City Light, Grant County Public Utility District, and Douglas County Public Utility District. And their major hub is the Weston Building Exchange at 2001 6th Avenue in downtown Seattle, which is operated by Digital Reality. And then finally, on this top 10 list, we've got Los Angeles, including neighboring suburbs such as Burbank, El Segundo, and Irvine. And there you have 65 data centers with more than 210 megawatts of multi-tenant commission power. Their major hub is One Wilshire at 624 South Grand Avenue in downtown Los Angeles, which is operated by CoreSight as its LA1 data center. Um, all right, folks. So that's that gets us through the list of the top 10 data center markets in the united states so again if you live in any of those areas or you know anyone who does and you're seeing all these warehouses popping up you're seeing fiber being laid everywhere this is it they're just building more uh additions these are the brains and the heart of the technocracy but think of them like lego blocks you know boom they just keep popping another block online another block online another block online all right so now before we move on and I break down um, sort of the different major players. I want to show you an overview here of the four sort of new systems we're looking at, which are these data barges, and then we're going to look at the underground 
uh, data centers, the push to move this stuff into space, and then also these multi-level data centers, basically a push towards uh, skyscrapers. I found one article, uh, it was a Tech Insider article, like a trade, and they're talking about their plans to build a 65-story data center. I mean, am I on to something here, folks? Am I on to something? I mean, don't pay attention to this. Just keep your eye on the chi- on the Chinese weather balloon, the bouncing Chinese weather balloon. It says here, uh, inside the data barge, Silicon Valley meets maritime in the making of NDT's barge-based data center. And this is at maritimeprofessional.com by Greg Trouthwine. And this is from November 2021 it says here nautilus data technologies ndt and elliott bay design group ebdg provide an interesting new twist to the maritime digitalization discussion with the design manufacture and delivery of an innovative smw data center housed on a refurbished 240 foot deck barge jim uh CEO, NDT, and Michael Completa, PE, VP Strategic Expansion, EBDG, discussed the strategic and environmental advantages as well as the future of housing massive computer banks on barges. All right, folks, before we uh, jump on board and uh, float along in the wonderful ocean, on top of our barge data center. I'm going to take a short break and get a sip of tea because my voice is getting a little scratchy, folks. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Payne.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, we're back in Maritime Professional. Com, folks. When one says Silicon Valley, the first image to come to mind is likely not a barge. In fact, arguably a barge would not make the top 100,000. Jim Knofton and NDT are aiming to change that as it teamed Elliott Bay Design Group, Lind Marine uh, Veolia and the Port of Stockton to refurbish and deliver a data center on the water, a concept that NDT says offers many intriguing, intriguing strategic and environmental advantages that could make barge-based data centers the wave of the future. No pun intended there, folks. They don't want any waves near these things. I wonder how it actually operates in that situation. Now, we watched a little video the other day on the barge stuff, but I wanted to just dig a little deeper into this because 
I'm going to ask Glenda some questions about this later, see if she can help us out. But it says, quote, data centers are now new mission critical essential infrastructure, just like power plants, just like shipping and ports, just like water treatment facilities. With our partners at Elliott Bay Design Group, we've married the best of maritime technology and adapted that for use in the data center environment to produce a data center that is among the highest performing in the world, the most energy efficient in the world, and critically super sustainable. Now, when you put those three things together, the fourth feature is flexibility and mobility, similar to other forms of infrastructure, such as floating power plants, floating water treatment facilities, or floating offshore housing facilities, end quote, said Knofton. And this is him. He looks kind of like if uh, Karl Rove went on a diet. Like if Karl Rove went on the wheat belly diet and he cut out the gluten and the starch, he kind of looks like that. Uh, And this is Jim uh, Knofton here. It says here, heat's a computer killer. Quote, when you think of a data center, it's like a Costco with 100 times the air conditioning requirement, end quote, said Knofton, as data centers by their nature with rows and rows of high power, high value, power-hungry computers require massive cooling units to ensure the computers remain at optimal temperature for functionality and long life. Herein lies one of the big strategic advantages for a barge-based system as the proximity to the water provides an abundance of natural water cooling, which is a long-proven solution to keep ship and boat engines cool. NDT's patented total resource usage effectiveness, called TRUE, cooling closed water loop technology is central to the concept's success. Quote, at Nautilus, we put our heads together with Elliott Bay and said, quote, hey, Let's figure out how we can create a floating data center and take advantage of the natural coldness of the water around it to cool that data center, end quote, said Knofton. While the cooling solution provides a preferable solution to keeping the computers cool, it also provides another key strategic advantage, according to Knofton, sustainability. That's important, folks. Sustainability, as we know, uh, that's talked about all the time goes on to say, quote, we gather up cool water and circulate that through an open loop to a heat exchanger. Then we connect that to a closed loop of pure water inside the data halls. And we bring that cold water right to the back of the computer racks to pull the heat off the servers. Then we take that warm water back out to the open loop and put it back into the environment with a very low return temperature impact. So we are harmonious with the thermal signature of this industrial activity, which means we can do this without any concern about harm to fish and wildlife, end quote. Or so they say. When they start killing all the fish, they'll turn around and blame us for renting cloud space in a server farm that had computers located inside of this data center floating on the ocean. You know that'll happen. That always is what happens. We're the damn polluters. Of course, it's these scientists and engineers that are out there figuring out how to do this in order to power 
the technocracy. But you see how much work they're going through? I mean, part of what I'm showing you, and this is not about blackpilling you, but part of what I'm showing you is they're thinking of everything, folks. They're thinking of everything. I just don't, and this is my opinion, I don't see a point in which they're going to run out of resources to build the infrastructure or they are going to run out of electricity. I, I think they've got it figured out. They definitely don't seem to be afraid of this. I also know they're not really concerned about so-called climate change pollution and all that other stuff, or they would stop building this. Remember, every one of these projects has investors, and generally those investors are people who also complain about climate change. Uh, publicly they have the backing of the government they have licenses and permits permission contracts grants they're partnered with universities and every all the people that complain about these problems uh, are behind these projects and i'm not going to break every one of them down there's thousands of these projects going on at any given time goes on to say, according to NDT, the barge-based data center is 75% more energy efficient in cooling compared to air conditioning, which is a powerful argument in, of, uh, and, in and of itself. But add in that the barge-based system consumes no water, we just borrow it for 16 seconds, said Knofton, and is, uses no water treatment chemicals or refrigerants. The sustainability claim grows stronger. So you see how they're marketing this here, folks. And I don't know. I mean, it, it could it could work. Uh, I'm not going to go do full-blown research into whether the tech works. I'm just showing you what they're building. It says, not your standard barge load. With the cargo on NDT's data barge might be unique, the barge itself will look most familiar according to Michael Complita, PE, VP of Strategic Expansion at EBDG. Quote, from a naval architecture side, I would say in one respect, nothing's really different about this barge from most of the barges out there. End quote, he said, noting that the NDT units are designed and built to ocean marine standards, quote, so that the barge can be pulled anywhere on the planet and stand up to the ocean environment, mobilized and remobilized anywhere in the world, end quote. So it's a floating data center and they can move it around. Now, the question is, you know, how do they plug it into the the power that they need, they're probably going to discuss this here. It says, on the other hand, Complita calls it, quote, probably one of the most unique vessels I've ever worked on, end quote, premised on the unique systems found on board, including the orientation of the seawater cooling system. Quote, in most barges and ships, you have a sea chest at the aft end of the vessel, kind of down low, where you take in water and then discharge it back out in that same area or back out in the stern. In, quote, the case of the barge-based data center, because we're facing upstream in a current, we're taking advantage of that natural flow, and water comes in to the intakes at the very front of the barge and then runs through piping system in the vessel and then back out the back end of the vessel, end quote. With an eye on both keeping the valuable cargo sufficiently cooled and being kind to the environment the seawater cooling lines on the barge based data center are large and unique 
18 inches in diameter, quote, which is done intentionally with some other features to minimize the environmental impact to the sea life in the area, end quote. To that end, there are large rotating screens on the end of the vessel where the water comes in using the natural convection of the river to ensure that the flow through the system is very light. So they go on to talk about how they're going to uh, make sure they're not going to kill any fish, folks, which uh, is important. It goes on to another section. We're not going to go through all of this. Uh, I'm just showing you this barge stuff is real. It says, get smart. With the first barge-based data center delivered in late 2020 and now fully operational in the port of Stockton, California, could often envisions a vibrant and growing market globally, a solution that intersects with urban planners, mission to build and maintain smart transportation and cities. Ah, so... Folks, you see what's going on here? They have this stuff figured out. This is why they sent everyone to school for STEM, man. You can't build a technocratic smart planet without the engineers that have the knowledge to actually make it happen. Goes on to say, quote, ports are our friends, and we can bring new economic activity and vitality to the ports. We can, for example, be the anchor for the cable landing stations that typically come through the ports, we intersect with smart maritime, smart transportation, and smart cities. You hear about smartness all the time. Well, to make smartness smart, you need data centers. Have I not been uh, making that case over the last several episodes? To make smartness smart, you need data centers. And the best place to get those data centers right in the heart of our population centers is to partner with the ports and the other short side industrial players, end quote. So there you go, folks. It says, in particular, can often see smaller secondary ports as prime partners. As many of these ports have lost business to the larger ports as container ships and containerization uh, uh, and containerization continues to grow. But critically, the NDT data barge solution is not targeted solely to develop countries as the barge, which is designed to either sit in the water or land side next to the water, doesn't even need a finished berth to be installed and operational. Quote, as long as we've got a good, stable shoreline and the sufficient water depth of about five meters, we can just float the data center right in, end quote, says Knofton. Quote, we take some technology from the liquefied natural gas sector in terms of the pilings that we use to moor the vessel. It's a sliding piling system and then some relatively straightforward shoreside electrical and mechanical infrastructure, end quote. This should be particularly attractive to developing nations where the need for computing power is high and generally the port facilities are already some of the more developed industrial areas in the country. This article, folks, is very important, and I I had it marked. I read it a couple days ago. 
And then, to be honest, when I was pulling it up, we got about two paragraphs in. I'm thinking, I don't want to go into the whole barge technology. I remember why I had a note that said, make sure you read the majority of this to the folks. Because you're pulling in there. They are literally building the heart and the brain of the smart city on the barge. You know, they're going to ship them out, dock them in the port, connect up that fiber cable and the electricity. And that's the floating brain. Now, just like, as I told you, the data we collect grows and grows and grows and grows. Just like adding new chips to the server, new servers to the data center, they can now stack data centers. So they run out of space at one data center. Think of it like my hard drive. I ran out of space on my hard drive, right? Here's a little hard drive, one terabyte drive. I run out of space, I buy another one. I buy another one, I buy another one. I got agitated, so I bought an 18 terabyte drive. Well, 18 terabyte drive is like their barge. I run out, I put in another, and another, and another, and another. And this is how they're going to run it. And look what they say, developing nations. What are developing nations? Those were the primitive indigenous places that we go into in cooperation with the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, et cetera, et cetera. And we go there and we go, listen, we are going to turn you into a developing nation. We are going to move you towards second world status. And then we are going to move you into first world, which means you have been completely hijacked by, consolidated into, and and, uh, centralized under the technocratic world government system. So there you go, folks, the floating barges. I'm going to finish this up. There's some more important information. Then we're going to look at a couple other unique and innovative data centers that they are working on right now i'll be right back this is dust the gold with the dust the gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dust and gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 